Hey listener, this podcast is called Trigger Warning Romance for a reason. It is intended for an 18 plus audience due to the adult context and triggers that may be discussed in each episode. Please check the show notes for a full list of triggers and proceed with caution. You have been properly warned. It's time to count off the triggers. Hello, and welcome to Trigger Warning Romance, everybody. I'm Nat. I'm Tori. And today, we are going down the Omegaverse rabbit hole with Alpha Inmate by Liliana Carlisle. Yay! Oh, I love this book. What's not to love? I don't know. There's really not much, no complaints about this book. This book hit everything that I like in an Omegaverse. Right? It hit everything of mine. Yeah. I love how stubborn Ellie was because I I saw a lot of myself in that characteristic of her ending up in this situation because she was too embarrassed to leave. <laughs> I could I, I could get behind that. Um, but it's kind of interesting because this is one of the few Omega verses where there's not a let's hold Omegas down and oppress them. Yeah, this is they're trying to be politically correct, they're trying to be politically correct. Um, and so I, I thought that was kind of interesting, but I didn't, I don't know if I found it dark. It was dark-ish. That's how, yeah. It was, it, it, it was in the dark gray. Maybe. Yeah. I find uh-huh. most, most of Liliana's books, they're not dark. In my humble opinion. Because as we, we've always say, right, there's a grayscale when it comes to dark romance. But I'm sure that most, at this point, what we find dark is yeah towards the end of that spectrum. Right? Yeah. I had someone ask me, um, they're, they're, they're a, a Joanna Lindsay type reader. Oh, I love me some Joanna Lindsay though. Some old school Joanna Lindsay. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. We, we need to do one of those. We got to read the Viking book. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, I want to challenge myself. What is the darkest thing you've ever read oh i'm like uh you're not ready for it uh-uh. they're like yeah yeah i can handle it i got this yeah we're talking months that she is a sex slave being trafficked <laughs> and it's detailed yeah we find out what goes where and how are you really sure she's like okay never mind yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) my i I think i told you about this last episode my friend's um wife started reading and i started her off with cresley cole with the um the professional series because 
that's not dark, but there's like a little bit of dark because it's mafia. And there's a little bit of BDSM, like very light in in our humble opinion, right? <laughs> nothing, nothing crazy. And I just love how delighted and baffled she is because she texted me the other day and she said, because uh, it's a series, right? There's three brothers. She's like, I love that so far all the women are often seeking the BDSM stuff. And I love that all three brothers, of course, are beautiful, have giant penises, and are billionaires. She's like, what are the odds? And I was like, bestie, in a romance novel, the odds are 100%. (laughs) We are not reading for reality. Yes. I'm like, it, it almost goes back to that zoe blake lube conversation we had right because it's like no of course we're not like it's a it's a fantasy if we have to stop and figure out where we keeping the lube at all time you know it takes us out of the moment so soap will have to do although guys i of course we're on tangent um i fit i recently finished sins of the Sun, the arc i haven't finished it yet it's okay this is not a spoiler in any way um but zoe puts lube in a side drawer of a night table we have made it (laughs) laughed i was like (gasps) (laughs) like i know she was right in the scene and thinking of nat and tori being like these bitches are gonna yell at me about soap and olive oil and all sorts of stuff i'm gonna give them lube it's not a bad choice no but it also made sense because they were in a in his bedroom Mm -hmm. so you know it makes sense i guess when you're having spontaneous butt stuff in the middle of i don't know a a vineyard like that's a little different but when you're in a bedroom you can put a bottle of lube in there. <laughs> anyway, back to Alpha Inmate, everybody. So, um, quick nutshell is Ellie is an Omega who has made herself available to a prison that has Alphas and Betas. Because she thinks she's going to be a, like a counselor, case manager type person to the beta inmates. Except when she gets there, first she's hit with this uh, incredible smell. She has never scented anything like it. Obviously. So, but she, she's. She's she goes in, she makes the introductions, skeezy guard. Um, and it turns out there was a mistake because she was just because the physician is working with the alphas, not the betas. And they for some reason thought that she was an Elliot, not an Ellie. Not that her, uh, I don't, I also don't think they expected her to be an Omega. I thought, I think they thought she was going to be a beta. Mm -hmm. Um, And the keynote for this is she's in like a remote 
mountain town of California somewhere. Like it's, she's on a mountain and she realizes the mistake because they introduce her to the alpha she's supposed to be working with, thus the title alpha inmate. Well, she insists that she can still do it. Yeah. Because once, once, like I said this in the beginning, um, she is almost too ashamed to say that she's made a mistake and she's going to hightail it out of there with her tail between her legs because she wants to make a point to society at large, but I think specifically to her teacher or professor um, that she was working with, that she can do anything that a beta can do, even though she's an Omega. So. But of course, she sees him and he is the most attractive, large, menacing, growly, as Tori has mentioned, delicious smelling man she has ever laid her eyes on. (laughs) (laughs) And he thinks the same of her because I think he was hit with a smell at some point. He was like, Mm -hmm. what's that smell? And then she walked in and he, he was quite literally speechless for a little while. And then um, we find out some key notes about Eric. He's in this prison because he chose to be in this prison. And he is the only alpha in the prison. So she is. Not, it's not a matter of her working with alphas. Yeah. She is working with Eric. Yeah. But key point, he is the only alpha in that prison because he has convinced he had convinced the other alpha in that prison to commit suicide through a wall i think he didn't even have to like see him in person yeah it wasn't face to face it was just his words yeah because the other alpha was a horrible human being obviously and our alpha inmate is in prison for a crime that isn't what everybody thinks it is but he turned himself in yeah after go ahead go ahead now i was gonna say yeah he's he's in that prison clearly the only reason that he's there is because he turned himself in and he wants to be in there key point once again once he realizes he no longer wants to be in the prison because ellie is not in the prison she's outside the prison he starts planning to get the hell out of there. And he is that epitome of the hot billionaire that everybody wants to be swept away from. Mm-hmm. Is that 100%? 100%. He has more money than God. And he has the intelligence because he is the one who built the security system that the prison used to use. Yes. They have upgraded since they got him, but it's not enough to keep him out. No, it's easy enough to hack uh, for him because he's so smart. And also, I love the scene where he hacks into her electric car. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and kills the battery on it so she cannot leave because I told you guys, it's on a remote, like, top of a mountain somewhere. And there's a snowstorm, convinced, conveniently enough. 
So no tow trucks can go up or down the mountain. It's too dangerous. So it's almost like a snowed in force capti- a force proximity um, kind of trope because she lives in like this teeny tiny cabin not too far away from the prison. Then there's the power outage. She's and- brought into the prison to sleep overnight. <laughs> Well, one of the things that can that keeps happening is every time she meets with Eric, the guard disappears. Yeah. And he locks her in mm-hmm. with Eric while he fucks off somewhere. Yeah. So, I mean, that guard needed to be offed from the beginning. So I'm oh, glad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't sad to see him go. No, no. I was actually kind of sad that he didn't go in a more gruesome way. odd you being the bloodthirsty one of us sometimes that happens (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i loved i mean we're not gonna go scene by scene in this book because uh we would be here forever but also because we don't want to spoil the whole thing for you if you haven't read it however i love that he um he pretty much bribe okay First, he has a cell phone out of nowhere and he calls her and they have phone sex that first night that. You have someone coming in behind you. Yes, I do. Hi. Are you ready for bed? Okay. I love you. Go. Go sleep. He's asleep. (laughs) Of course, I was in the middle of saying phone sex when she walked in. Um... That was why I stopped you. I was like, oh, oh, oh. She's not old enough yet. Yeah. Um speaking of, this is random, but my niece is 10. I've talked about her. And her parents have already told her that if she has questions of a sexual nature, she can come to me at any time and I will be happy to provide the answers. I was like, wait, you did what? You're a good aunt. I'm going to send my kids your way as well. (laughs) I'll just just do a PowerPoint or something. (laughs) (laughs) Record like a, a, like a class. (laughs) What are those um, diversity and inclusion type things? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The birds and the bees with Aunt Tori. I love it. Why do they call it the birds and the bees? I never understood that. I don't. I'm going to guess it has something to do with the pollination process. Okay, maybe. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that's my best guess. I. All right. Yeah, I'm going to look that up. Anyway, let's try to stay on point. Go back to Alpha Inmate by Liliana. I just. I just want. For the record, that it known that we have switched places tonight. Nat is our bad guy bringing me bringing us back on topic, while I am the random one. You told me to do this. Follow <laughs> directions. I know. I just think it's funny. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, yeah, the first sex scene is just phone sex, and even that is hot. 
because she's like touching herself and he's calling her a good girl and all sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah. And then she decides after that, that there's absolute and she's looking at his mugshot the whole time because she looked him up. Yes. And found out what he's in jail for or prison technically. Um, and then she's like, all right, I got to hightail it out of here because I cannot control myself around him. It is dangerous. And I love that because she's not too stupid to live at that point. She's like, I no, know. I'm, I'm, I can't do this. It's dangerous. I'm going to end up getting mated to some crazy person in a jail cell. And that's the next morning is when she decides, she finds out that her battery is mysteriously dead and she cannot leave. And then the snow starts. Yeah. And because she has no car, she has to walk from her remote cabin to the prison. It's about a, they say it's like a mile down the road or something. Yeah. But I knew well, I, I knew from the beginning that the skeezy guard was going to get off. I knew that there was no way Eric was going to let it slide. Mm-hmm. But I knew that the time was coming when the doctor told her that the guard goes right by where she lives. And so he can pick her up and take her home. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this isn't going to last long. No. Also, I love the beginning of this book. We didn't talk about the beginning of this book. The beginning of this book is kind of like a flash forward. And if you guys are into primal, you're going to love this book. Because it starts off with her running through the forest, being chased by someone. We don't know who. And she, this is where she is a little too stupid to live in my humble opinion. Because she is going into heat, I guess, right? At that point. Um, And she's running from someone. And then she runs to her cabin and into the basement of her cabin. Like, girl, you you just trapped yourself. Yeah. But I I think maybe she was just kind of running on primal instinct at that point. Maybe. And yeah. as an Omega who was faced with her mate and on the cusp of going into heat, mm-hmm. her her desire would have been to have someplace sheltered you know nesting nesting yeah but when i think of nesting because we we know that you and i are nesting whores and connoisseurs i don't think of a basement right i think of (laughs) yes um tori was just showing me her nest um i had the same conversation with lo by the way because lo has a nest as well i feel like we are all like all the dark romance girlies are Omegas. Why is that? All the dark romance girlies are Omegas. At, at least all the ones I've personally had contact with. I don't know. That is oddly accurate, though. Right? Yeah. This, this, we have to do like a scientific study. We'll have to do, put a poll up in the, uh, oh yeah, in, in the in the Facebook group. Facebook group. Yeah, we'll put a poll up uh, when we launch this episode, and you tell us what do you consider yourself? Are you an alpha, a beta, or an omega? 
we're not going into the LB lane world because that's too many options. Those are the three options. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that most of the people, most of the girlies, because we have like two men in our group, but I think most of them are female. Um, all the girlies in our Facebook group are Omegas. I don't even think we're going to have, we might have some alphas, but I do not see anybody being a beta. I don't know. I could see me being a beta. Yeah? No, yeah. you nest too much. <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like when I, going back to like the nest, when I think of a nest, I think of like a cozy place that's warm. It's got lots of blankets and comfy places to lay and access to snacks and water and, mm -hmm. you know, just like a comfortable place. And a basement usually is just concrete. Like it's not cozy feeling. I don't know. Let's just usually I think of an attic, to be honest with you. I do too. Right. I don't know why. With the windows? Yeah. Windows and like a kind of like a slanted roof. Mm-hmm. Right? Because yep. it just keeps you like enclosed and cozy. Yeah. Keyword cozy. So a basement is like the opposite of where I personally think a nest would be. But that's here nor there. But, but regardless, want, she's in the basement. She's in the basement and he hunts her down. Um, yeah, this book has so much primal in it. It's got biting, right? Because she's uh, Liliana's world. They have the like the gland that... The scenting gland. Yeah, and the, the alpha bites that to do the claiming mark. Um, so there's biting... There's oh, clearly there's heat, there's lots of knots, which I was I had a great time explaining the knot to my coworker the other day, um, <laughs> who has started Alpha Inmate by the way. So, coworker friend, hope you're enjoying Alpha Inmate and that you are still my friend at the end of this journey. <laughs> but yeah, that that scene where. Um, she had okay the one part i found super hot i mean the one part one of the parts <laughs> is um in this world alphas can do this like thing with their voice where they can command an omega to like do something and it's considered really taboo to do like to somebody who's not your mate and when she's having that panic attack because she's locked in and the fire alarm's going off he uses that, I don't remember what the term is, but like that control. It's like voice. a bark. Yeah. Um, and he like tells her to calm down. And then at the end, she's like, did you just command me? And she like, and he's like, yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I just found that really hot. She's like, you took away my, oh, of course I found it hot. Like you took away my consent. And he was like, you were freaking out. Like, what did you want me to do? And he, at that point, I think is where an Eric decides, okay, she is definitely my mate. I claim her as my mate and I need to get the hell out of here because I cannot protect her within this prison, right? Because we find out that he's being shot up with some like medical grade, ster not steroids, suppressants mm -hmm. against his will. 
So like he's not as strong. Of course, he's still strong, but like he's not as strong as he he could be, and he's being affected negatively by this suppressant. So he can't protect her, and he needs to get out. So he starts making that plan. And I love how smart this man is because he is out of there in like a minute. He is brilliant. Yeah. He works everybody, including Ellie, into his little twisted game. Oh, absolutely. He he's he's managing this puppets. Yeah. With the with a guard, that scene where yeah, he Yeah, that was what, a hundred thousand dollars for two keys? Mm-hmm. And then he kills him anyway. And then he kills him anyway. Yeah. So cool. he, did, he did make the transfer before he, he killed him. Yeah. I mean, to him, two million is like 20 bucks to you and I. So it's like, whatever. I just lost two. Plus, he's like a hacker, kind of like extraordinary. Probably can just hack that money back into his own account. I would suspect so. Right. But um, I do love the scene where they're trapped in the prison because of the snowstorm, right? There is a giant snowstorm, like I said, guys. And, oh my goodness, her heat goes out. And it's really cold in the mountains. And she's going to freeze to death. So it's either freeze to death or sleep in a prison because a prison has a generator. Because it's a prison and they need to keep the security system going. Well, actually, the... The doctor comes by and gets her and makes her go with him because she's yeah. trying to say, I'll be fine mm-hmm. because she wanted nothing to do with Eric. Mm-hmm. But um, lo and behold, it's like I said, it's a forced proximity, like to the nth degree in a way. Um, and she's like in a cot and then the power goes out and the next thing she knows that she smells him and it's like, because mm-hmm. you're also thinking like, when are they going to do it? Because the only time they have together is when she's quote unquote counseling him. <laughs> but it's really him just asking her a bunch of questions. She commands her to answer. Yeah. I mean, the guard fucks off, but like technically the guard can walk in at any point. So you're like, they're not going to do it in this office. But then they do it in that room medical center yeah and i love it i don't know it's something about like a snuggle sex scene to me because it's really cool so they're both under the blankets and it's narrow they're not it's not like she's got a real bed yeah because it's like a gurney or something like a hospital bed yeah i think it's more intimate yeah than the way that we usually see our alphas take their their omegas mm-hmm. the first time. Usually, it is anything but gentle. Yeah, and so this being a cozy time was kind of nice. And they and they have to be kind of quiet because she can't be moaning and doing all sorts of like you know. Then they're gonna attract attention. Someone's gonna come check on them. So it's like I love that like secret quickie. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't know. I think that Liliana just did everything brilliantly because she just laid the roadwork, laid that foundation down. And she didn't sacrifice the smut to do it. No. And it blended so well together. 
I was just, I'm, I'm very impressed with this book. I've read Liliana's books before, I'm pretty sure. But this was definitely one of the first ones. And after this book, she was my one click. Like I would, I'm now an arc reader for her. And I've said this before, I don't read arcs for people who I don't consider one click authors because it's not fair to them and it's not fair to me because I don't want to have to lie on a review, right? Yeah. Um, And I also don't want to read something that's I'm not enjoying. So it's, it's not, I'm not gonna, you know, poo-poo on somebody's book especially if it's an arc like I'm not going to give them anything below four stars but in order for me as an arc reader with a good conscience give the book like a four or five star I have to love it so I only arc for people who I know I'm going to love their work (laughs) yeah um I learned that one the hard way yeah me too (laughs) I think we all do that because when you first get the opportunity to read arcs, you're just chomping at the bit to read any arc. And you're so excited. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, shit, (laughs) this book is garbage. What am I going to say about it? Um, That's that's why we're so careful with what we pick here, because we we have learned over the last year that one of us needs to have read the book and know that it is something that we will both enjoy. Yes. Or at least one of us will enjoy. Because, yeah, yeah, because if we both don't like the book, we got nothing to talk about. And because this is not going to be a poo-poo on the book kind of podcast. um, We all agree that reading is subjective. So what I find entertaining and great, you might not. And what you find entertaining and great, I might not. So I'm not going to say that, you know, this book is horrible, blah, 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 to because it's not fair to the author. Well, it was, it, I had a hard time with that, like when we did Twist and Me. Yeah. Because that first book, I was not having it. Mm-hmm. I was just, I just wasn't about all, all about Julian at that point. <laughs> I mean, things picked up and yeah. and it got better. Yeah. But but to start with, I and it was our first book, so yeah, I hadn't learned how to be tactful about things <laughs> that I didn't care for. Yeah. <laughs> so I apologize to Anna if um, anything was said amiss. That was okay because I love, again, that's why one of us has to like the book because mm-hmm. I love the book so much that I think I more than made up for it. Plus, Julian is now one of your favorites, so. Well, I don't know if you would make my, my list of top 10 book no? friends. But Lucas would. Lucas would. Yeah. Would Eric? Because I think Eric's on my list. Mm. Top 10? Probably. Yeah, I would say like he because he hits all the marks. He's he is so over the top, jealous and possessive. Yeah. And he's instant obsessed. Uh-huh. And conniving. Manipulative. Manipulative. A billionaire. Okay. And he's got a large wee wee. Okay. As as all of our heroes do. We need to do like a scale of who we think 
has like the biggest <laughs> okay because i mean not that any of them have small wee-wees however like i want to do a scale of who we think has the biggest who's smallest of all the books we read for the podcast ow i would say alphas have to be some of the biggest right like actual alphas not like book alphas like alphas from the Omegaverse. <laughs> but they don't have to necessarily be girthy because they have the knot. Yeah, but they're definitely girthy. What are you talking about? It's an alpha. They're well, huge. Well, okay. I mean, we don't know the size, like, inch-wise for most of them. They just say that they're huge. The only one that I can remember had an actual number associated to to them was Zoe's um cruel sweet cruelty sweet cruelty Dimitri Dimitri had I think he had a 12 inch 10 10 are you I sure it was I gotta go back and look I thought it was 12 <laughs> <laughs> um I think but I don't remember anybody else ever telling me a size like an actual yeah that's size. the only number that I can recall yeah, everybody else was like, you know, oh, I could barely fit my fingers around it or, you know. The size of this... a Coke can. Yeah, like, or like just large because they said, um, oh, like just looking at it, I was terrified or something like that. But you never got a number. I I have, I have, a, propo <laughs> I have a proposal. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. I wonder if this exists. Okay, if you're a romance novel author and um you know, you know, you want to work with me on this, how about you write me a book and you tell me how big the the person is and then we make a sex toy out of it and we sell it with the book. You look you're looking at me like I'm insane. No, I'm looking at you like that is actually kind of brilliant. Right? Yeah. And like we could make a book box. A book box with a fun toy that is, you know, and we could call it like the Dimitri or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever the, the boy, boyfriend's, you know, name is. And then we could put like, uh, like again, if we were to make an Eric, right? We would It would have a knot. Mm -hmm. We can put... Um, some cologne or a candle that smells like him in the box. Yeah. And something soft. Maybe yeah. a um a small um throw blanket type thing. Come at me, guys. Uh, authors, if you want to make a book box. I I don't know. I think that's a brilliant idea. Uh, we'd have to part partner with um like a sex toy company though, but I think it's a got, I think it's got balls. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for which one of us was going to drop the ball on that one. Oh my god. Anyway, I think it's a great idea, and um, we should probably talk a little bit more about the book. Uh. Because the plot was amazing in this book. The sex scenes were great, but the plot of the book was fantastic. Especially the ending. 
Oh, like I said, she just lays everything down. I mean, it's. Mm -hmm. Um, my brain just fritzed, and I don't remember how the book ends. You don't remember? Okay, my brain, my brain just went. Boop. So, remember her uh, mom and her sister died in a car accident mm -hmm. because of that person that hit them, and so. He asks her at one point when he finds out what happened because he's smart and he looks up the car accident and like all the details and everything. Um, would you want to get revenge? And she says That's yes. Right. And so then after he breaks out of the prison and chases her down and they have the, the heat, you know, the actual because what we're actually reading the book for is that that heat sex scene, right? <laughs> Or multiple thereof because it's like I don't know two to three days to a week depending on what book you're reading how long the the heat lasts but after the heat he's like insane and he's like all right let's go like we're gonna go visit I don't remember the person's name I don't either but it's some guy um and they visit him and he gives her the opportunity to kill him and she did and she does and at that point, she's a murderer just like he, because he um, murdered a whole bunch of people who, I think, um, they attacked his sister, right? They raped and killed his sister. Yeah. So. As part they, of a gang initiation, so he yeah. went after the gang. Mm -hmm. So um, she killed the guy that, you know, was responsible for killing her sister and her mom and almost killing her as well. Um, and then he got off scot-free and like nothing ever happened to him. So she got her revenge. And at that point, they're both murderers and on the run. So it's almost like an HEA because they run off to, because he's got all these millions. He's got yeah. all this money. So they just fuck off to their happily ever after. And that's the ending. And it's fantastic because most of the time, and, you know, in most books, Omegas are like the anti-killing. Like they cannot kill because they're mm -hmm. just like so loving and maternal and they just don't have like a mean bone in their body. And the she thought if you only knew like this whole time, like she was like really internalizing the fact that she really did want revenge made her feel like a bad person. Mm -hmm. Right. And. I love that it wasn't him killing the guy for her. Like, she got to do it. it he was, was there for her, but she got to do it. It was a great way to end that character arc. Mm -hmm. And I am, I find that I am not like other readers because I don't like the epilogues where it tells me how things are going later you know or they do they flash forward 10 years or whatever I, I yeah they're together if they're happy i'm good mm -hmm. um i don't need the wedding and i don't need the baby i that's not required for me to have my happily ever after i like it when they when an author takes that stance of just letting the book end mm -hmm. and so many authors don't do that because so many people want to read them. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's, yeah, I think it's because most people 
want the the baby epilogue or the wedding epilogue or just the epilogue of when they're happy happy living wherever they're living. Um, I could take it or leave it. I it honestly depends on my mood. Sometimes I want the baby epilogue because I love me a secret baby. Like I love a baby in a room. I know I'm not. That's where I'm alone because most people don't want babies in their in their books and their happily ever afters. Like they don't want that. I love it, but that's because I have, as we have discovered, a little bit of a breeding schmink. Just a little. Just a little. So I love it when they're like, oh, yeah, and now we're pregnant. And I'm like, yeah. I I also love, like, I'm a very traditional person in that sense. Like, you're not, right? You're, we've yeah. discussed the, the differences between you and, you and me um, in our personal lives. And I'm a very traditional person over where i like i like the the getting married and having babies like i like it and i'm not ashamed to admit it damn it there's absolutely <laughs> nothing to be ashamed by it no i should be because apparently that's like the wrong thing because it's like so mis like so feeding into the patriarchy and and like all the brainwashing that society does for us if you liked it because that's the way it's supposed to be is a whole different thing than you liking it because it's hot that yeah but you're still making that stand of i'm making my own choice and i am all about the right to choose i agree and i appreciate that but my psychological brain then goes to like but why do i find it hot like do i find it hot because i find it hot or do i find it hot because it's supposed to happen mm. and i don't know the answer to that does it matter because no, it it really doesn't. And again, I, I, this journey we have gone on with this podcast where we find out a little too much about each other and ourselves <laughs> on a very public spectrum <laughs> is just where we are. And I'm fine with it at this point. Um, That's another re reason that uh, I show my face on social media. I know you don't and you're not comfortable with that, which is fine. I do because I feel like as somebody who preaches so much about normalizing dark romance and it being okay for people to like dark romance and not being ashamed of it, I feel like I would have been a hypocrite if I hid behind like, I don't know, like a cartoon or something, you know, and I didn't show my face. Um, um Again, I'm not saying you have to because you definitely don't. But I feel like for me, I was talking to um, Mercy, who reached out to us about her project for a podcast. And that's what I was telling. Because she was like, how do you feel about, you know, people knowing that you like it? And I said, I was really uncomfortable. And in the beginning, when we first started the podcast, I was not going to show my face. I was just going to let the podcast be its thing. Like It wasn't going to let anybody know in my personal life that we had this podcast. But then the more we talked about it and the more we unpacked dark romance and our shame <laughs> about liking it, the more I was like, no, I I, sh I should walk the walk. And there is nothing wrong and I'm going to show my face. I will never show my kid's face because that's for safety yeah. reasons and whatever else. Uh, you will never know my kid's names. You will never know Mr. Savage's face or name because he is a separate you know human and he doesn't want anything to do 
on that level with a podcast. So I'm going to respect their privacy. But for me, my good friends, and even now some of my coworkers know about this podcast, and I'm okay with it. And I'm going to be a very, um, like, proud dark romance ambassador. And I feel like that's what we are. Like, we're dark romance ambassadors at this point, which is bananas. Because coming from where we came from, <laughs> at least for me, I was like, if you would have told me, I don't know, 10 years ago that I was going to be talking on a public podcast about how much I love like rape fantasy and kidnapping in my books, I would have said you're absolutely insane. 10 years ago, I would not have batted an eye. I would have been like, you go girl. <laughs> I was, I was coming out of my adventurous period about 10 years ago. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so <sighs> yeah. Um, I wouldn't have, it, it wouldn't have shocked me at all. No. I am just incredibly self-conscious about the way I look. So Aww. I don't want my face. I don't want to to put my face out there. That's I am nonsense. happy with my avatar. Your avatar is beautiful and so are you. I have so. been working with different avatars recently. Yeah. I have been shaking it up a little bit. You'll have to check some of my videos out. I've seen some of them. The, f the first couple are definitely scary looking, though. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um, I've got a goth girl, and I, I love, love it. it. Oh, yes. I'm like, that's awesome. I was also like, that was me. I was the goth girl. I've recently been, my mom has flooded me with screenshots of like she's literally taking pictures of the photo album she has and she did that to me and and then to my brother That's i was awesome. at work yeah it is but then i i was at work and i i'm like i just felt my purse vibrating for like three minutes straight so i checked well you're probably panicked my, at that point yeah so i looked at it and it's just my mom sending me literally every picture in her like <laughs> physical album you can see the glare like on the pictures and no explanation whatsoever just here's 60 pictures <laughs> and then my i texted my brother and it's like dude mom is blowing my phone up with these old pictures <laughs> and then she did the same thing to him but yeah i've i was the goth girl i was the token goth girl in my high school which i'm sure nobody would be surprised with i was the good kid i was oh the Straight A, top of my class, AP classes, academic bowl, debate and forensics. I was not on the chess team. However, <laughs> I I drew a line. Um, but I was the good girl. You were the good girl. I was never the good girl. I was the good girl all the way up until I wasn't. Okay. And that was... That was right about the time that I said, fuck it, and left my husband. I love it. I was like, I was, yep, 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 yep. No. <laughs> oh, that's nice. No, no, no. I've been working on no's a lot. No is an important word to learn. Boundaries are a, are a big thing for me. I am 
I am very much all about people having boundaries and respecting other people's boundaries. Yeah. I get it. I'm getting better at it. I'm a very much so a people pleaser. So I, I have to, I'm still quite bad at saying no to people. I've definitely gotten better because I've said no to people very nicely about reading their books for the podcast or arcs and things like that. Whereas in the beginning, I was just accepting everything, <laughs> even though it wasn't my thing. Um, and then like in my, in my, in my like professional life, I had to learn to say no, because then I just get too many projects and I got strung out and it's too, it's too much, but boundary setting was, was my goal of therapy for the last year. Nice. Well, one has See, I think I... Um, we just had a, our, our year came up to renew my treatment plan. And nice. that was, that happened to be the, uh, the first thing on my, on last year's. I love it. I'm glad that you're uh, taking the initiative. I need to get, the, I think I need to go to therapy. I've never been to therapy. I think I've said that. Not. I'm not saying I don't need it because I definitely do. I think everybody should go to therapy regardless of your background and whether or not you've had any sort of trauma or anything like that. Because I think honestly, my upbringing is pretty normal for the most part. Like I don't have much to complain about. Mm. Um it's not perfect but nobody's life is perfect so i i still think that therapy is something that everybody should go through because it like helps you better yourself and no one's perfect so you can always be better but this is my therapy <laughs> so i am i am pleased to help out yeah this is why our episodes are like three hours long <laughs> See, we're supposed to be talking about Alpha Inmate. What happened? See, I, I, I got off my task. Well, we, we have said an awful lot about Alpha Inmate. We, I mean, we we've, we've, we've covered the book. I do. I do think. Yeah, I think that you guys should read it. It was really hot. He's definitely our type of guy, like we said. And Allie, Allie stands up to him. She try, tries her she, best. She does anyway. the best that she can. Yeah, but she can't do too much because he is literally her fated mate. And he uses that alpha, like, commanding voice on her. Influence. <laughs> yeah, that's the word, influence, I think. And uh, and then she's fucked, literally and figuratively, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good read. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a fun reread. I've reread it a few times, and I've enjoyed it each time, like, just as much as the first time, so. This was my second time that I read it. I think so. I think it's my third I'm pretty sure I've read it once, one other time as a as a reread. But if you haven't read any Liliana's books, I highly recommend them. They're all, in our opinion, dark-ish. They're not super dark, but they're not light because there's a lot of Dubcon in, in them, in the beginning especially. So if you're not interested, if you're not comfortable with Dubcon, don't, don't do it. But they're fun, and if you're into all the things that make an Omegaverse fantastic you should do it this is a good place to to this is a good rabbit hole to go down for sure and she's got a good backlog so um she's got a good series this was a standalone so you can this is definitely a good place to start because there's no others like kind of flagging it this was my introduction to Lily okay. um and I went through 
a chunk of her backlog after I read it because I enjoyed it so She's much. She's a great writer. She really is. And I feel like she feels like she's got that imposter syndrome because every time I have any sort of interaction with her, she's like, really? You think it's good? I'm like, yeah, it's freaking some of the best stuff I've ever read because it's it's she's got a very specific style of writing and I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So. So check it out. Alpha Inmate by Liliana Carlisle, everybody. Yeah. What are we reading next week, Tori? I am so excited. <laughs> I got her to agree to a reverse harem. <laughs> you can't see me, but I'm doing my happy dance. Yeah. We are going to be reading Forget Me Not Bombshell by Caroline Peckham and Suzanne Valente. It is a dark mafia standalone from the shared universe mafia war mafia wars and it's a long book so you're gonna love it the bad guy is one of the bad one of the best bad guys i've ever read <laughs> um and i don't mean the the anti-hero i mean the bad guy the actual villain he is so well written. Mm. Total psychopath. How many wee wee's uh, in this book, Tori? Three. Okay, I can handle it. I can handle three. Wee-wees. Only three. Only three wee wee's. <laughs> and I believe that it was a first person, multi point of view. I haven't read it for in a while, okay. but it'll give you a name so that you can help keep everything straight. Sounds good. I'm excited. Do you have any palate cleansers for us this evening? I have been on a rock star reverse harem kick. Okay. And I I have fallen in love with some of the some of the series cuz I I have gone through like three series. I hit a breaking point after I I read an arc I loved the book. It was great, but it broke something inside me. Oh no. So I have been staying away from dark. I am I am behind on my arcs because my mental health just can't hasn't been up to to dealing with all of my reality right now as well as heavy things in books. Mm. So I've been reading lighter stuff, um, which has been Rockstar Reverse Harems and I am thrilled with them. The um, the Boys of Bella Rose series by Jamin Eve and Tate James. It concluded this, uh, well, last month, it, it the last book came out in April and it was fantastic. Um, it's a rock star mafia series. Mm. Um, and then there was um, the Rogue Witch series, which is a paranormal wolf shifter Ooh. rock band with a witch who has been assigned as their um, tour manager. So you got some forced proximity there. It was a lot of fun. So that's my palate cleanser for today. That sounds fantastic. I love rockstar books. I mean, who doesn't love rockstar books? I didn't know that. We, I don't know that we've got any rock star books on our list. I don't know if there's... people. We need recommendations for rock stars. I don't know if there's any dark. 
that's the thing. Like most rock star books are fun as they should be. I think I don't know any dark rock star books. I might know one. I think Sean Kaiwen wrote one series that is a dark er. I am gonna have to ask her. And if if it's dark, then we're gonna have to go for it. And I think you're gonna like it because I think it's a why choose reverse harem, but I'm not sure. I have to I have to ask her. But if you guys know of any um dark rock star books, then let us know. The ones that um I know of are like they're like in there's one that I really enjoyed. But it's it's actually an Omegaverse, funny enough. It's called Rockstar, The Rockstar's Omega. It's a series. Have you read? I really enjoyed that. Yeah, they're fun, but no. they're not dark. So the um let me check the author real fast. For that? No. Um because oh. uh the Rockstar's Omega is by Hannah Hayes, if anybody wants to read that. And like I said, that's just like a more, it's like a softer, like sweet verse, Omega verse kind of book. Well, I have one that's a Y2 series. Okay. That is on the darker side of the gray. Um, and that's the Rock Hard Beautiful series by CM Student. Mm -hmm. But it's not dark in the non-con, dub con way. It is dark in the mental health, death childhood trauma kind of way um so it doesn't quite and there are too many movies for you yeah kylie scott has great romance um again they're not dark but they're really great and i love the series it's um i think the first book is lick l-i-c-k get it i've heard i have seen that recommended but i haven't had a chance to read it those there's like a bunch and there's a spinoff there's lick play lead I think those are and something else. Um and those are great. They're but again, they're just regular rock star books. They're not dark. They're spicy. And then there's like a spin-off about a bartender. Yeah, like I said, they're they're fun and they're great books. Um they deal with addiction and things like that, but they're not they're not dark on our spectrum. You know what I mean? Like maybe some yeah. of the people might find them a little bit dark as I call them the normies but us us dark spicy ladies are not going to find that dark we're going to find it enjoyable and those are definitely great books and she's a great author I think she writes fantastic books one of them I think it's I think it's lead um is definitely one of my is my favorite because it, it I love a, I love a, a pregnancy right I love a pregnancy <laughs> and it's the baby sister of one of the other girls like who married into the band and she has a one night stand in Las Vegas with the I think the bass player of the band and it's one of those like just let me put the tip in without a condom thing, like scenes and then they do use a condom but guess what happens too late <laughs> and she finds out she's pregnant and he he thinks that she did it on purpose and he's horrible to her and his sister is horrible to her. And that book has one of my favorite grovel scenes. In oh, it. it's fantastic because she's, 
you know, she's trying to be good and like civil with him, but he's openly dating other people in front of her and being like just horrible. And then his sister brings like a contra, like a, like a, what is it called? Custody arrangement? Like a, not even that, but it's, it's almost like a payoff. Like she's like, I'm going to pay you, I don't know, like a thousand million. An NDA. Yeah. One of those. And it's like, you know, for you to just not be involved, like how much money would it be cost for you not to be involved? And she like, she's like, I'm not doing this for his money. Like, you know, I, I just want the baby to have a good life. And she's like, eventually she's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. She takes the contract. She scratches out like the, you know, hundred million dollars or whatever it is, writes zero and signs the contract. And then they're like, oh my God, she wrote zero. And she's like, yeah, I don't want to see you or your family and you will never see this baby again. Like, or me, because I'm going to fuck off. And then he, and then she tries to fuck off and he has, (laughs) this is where I love it. He has somebody kidnap her off a street (laughs) (laughs) Um, and bring her to a concert of theirs where he very publicly apologizes and like grovels in front of all the fans and it's amazing (laughs) it's a great it's a great series um okay so um i i love it speaking about the just the tip (laughs) i read a series i loved it was absolutely brilliant until the last 50 pages. Oh no. Because you find out that one of the women who had been causing the other women drama mm. is pregnant. Oh. By one of two guys. She's convinced herself that it's belongs to the brother who is not the one that actually got her pregnant. Okay. But he didn't actually get her pregnant because she turkey bastered it from mm. the condom that he threw out. Oh. And she admits it, that that's what she did. And she ends up going kind of mad. Mm-hmm. And there is no comeuppance. Well, that sucks. There was nothing. I mean, there. yeah, she's going crazy. But the brother who, who's maybe it's not still went and kept her happy yeah to the nut house he still took her presents because that's what people in love do and they he talked about getting married and all of this crap to keep her calm and placid mm. but there was never any moment where she got what was coming to her and i was so disappointed yeah that's that just that that messed up the whole series for me yeah okay let's not read that because it, it was so well done, so well written, but damn it, she needed to get it. Yeah. All right. And it needed to be bad. I also don't like when they vilify women for no reason. Right? I don't know. Was she, uh, whatever. I, I haven't read it, so I, I'm, we're not, let's not get into it because it's going to be like a 20 minute long conversation. <laughs> we already talked for like two hours, so. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, I do have a, re- yeah, I have a review for you. <laughs> we haven't done that in a while. Oh, okay. But I don't remember where we ended off. Um, so I'm just going to read 
we just got one recently. And this um, this reviewer says, I love this podcast because I get to hear their reactions about books I haven't read yet. This helps me decide what book I'm going to read. So I'm glad that we help you decide. Hopefully we don't spoil too much of the book if you haven't read it yet. Um, although sometimes I love spoilers because then you're like looking forward to that thing happening. Yeah. So yeah, one of my arcs, I had a, got a spoiler. And if I hadn't gotten the spoiler, I probably could have maybe done it mm. because I know it's going to be dark. But the spoiler, I just, I cannot go. So yeah. it will it will wait until I have the, the capacity to do so, which will probably be after next week because next week is my last week of classes. Yeah, I have made it through a semester. Congratulations. Next week, Mr. Savage and I are going on a eight week day cruise vacation without the children. Ooh. It is our first vacation since our honeymoon. <laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. How will I go eight days without talking to you? I don't know. You're going to have to read a lot of books. <laughs> Also, you might still be able to because um, I will have internet because I need to be able to contact my parents who will have my children. So <laughs> uh, you could probably still message me, not text message me, but you could probably message me okay. on Facebook and stuff or Instagram because I'll have internet, but not cell phone. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it works. But yeah, I'm really excited. We might so. want to plan out a couple of books then. Yeah, well, I have that the you know the the long one you said is like 800 pages mm -hmm. that should keep me busy for a little while and then um we said we're gonna be reading what else after that i don't remember oh my god we just talked about this we, we were gonna read let me pull up our list and see if i can if, if it will jog a memory winter's arrow yes Maybe no, no, we talked about no, we talked that we wanted to do that mm -hmm. one, but um, because that I mean, I am doing I am doing Andorra Sector with Low at some point, and then we'll do Winter's Arrow because it has to go in, in order. We talked about the um, torment, oh, I thought we, yes, torment, that's what we're doing, yes, torment by Dylan Page. Okay, so, <clears throat> all right, so listen up, We're going everybody. to stop, rewind, and try this and again. You know, we have yeah. a new so, plan. We have a new plan. What you guys are going to be reading next after this book is Reaper Incarnate by... Shit. <laughs> We're professionals, I swear to God. Um, Reaper Incarnate by R.E. Bond. And C.A. Renee. That's the next book. That is a reverse harem. That is super dark. So read all the triggers before you go into that. Then, after that, we're going to be doing the Torment Duet by Dylan Page. And after that, going to do like a little reverse harem sandwich with Forget Me Not. So stay tuned. <laughs> we have.
have a plan. We have a plan, which might actually change. So stay on top of our socials. Because as we know, uh, Nat and Tori are mood readers. And sometimes shit doesn't happen when we say that shit happens. Distractible. A little bit. Thank you so much for being with us. We hope you had a good time. This was definitely a ranty episode, but I had a great time talking to Tori. So. I've missed you. I have missed recording. I am glad we're getting back into it. Me too. I've missed you a lot. It's good to be back. Oh, I do have one thing to say. Of course. Um, Patreons. Yes. I have suspended the billing for another month. We should just um, keep it suspended until we actually start posting. So we're going to, to keep that suspended for a couple of months. Yeah. Um, so if for some reason you get charged, let me know. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for being with us. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Take care.